Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Thank you for joining us again for this week's Alabama AgCast. This is Jacob Davis, Executive Director of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association. Today, we're going to be talking about peanut nutrition, and our guest is Dr. Samara Sterling, Research Director at the Peanut Institute. Welcome, Dr. Sterling. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Great to be here. What exactly is the mission of the Peanut Institute? Well, the Peanut Institute is a nonprofit organization that supports nutrition research, specifically as it relates to peanuts and peanut products. And our mission here is doing our part to create a healthier world. We grow the awareness of the health benefits of peanuts and peanut products through targeted research and communication. Well, your job title there is research director. What exactly does that role entail? That's a good question. So as as the research director, as I just mentioned our mission there, as we uh, do a lot of work surrounding research and communication, so we... Uh, as part of my role, I'm responsible for managing the nutrition research that delves deeper into peanuts. And so what I tend to do a lot of the time is look ahead and figure out where the gaps are in research. What do we still need to know and how peanuts can fit into that? You know, as we enter into a new year, everybody's thinking about New, uh, new Year's resolutions, right? And uh, many of those resolutions include how can I be healthier? And so one of the things that we do here at the Peanut Institute is look at how peanuts can fit into a healthy diet. And I'm responsible for working with universities and researchers all over the world who are investigating different areas about the health benefits of peanuts. And I also get an opportunity to be involved with some of our national and international programs surrounding peanut consumption here and across the world. And I'll say one of my favorite things at the Peanut Institute is also being able to speak with groups and organizations and teach about peanut consumption for human health. So it's a lot on one plate, but it's it's fun work. It's good work that we do here. Well, that sounds very interesting. So what are some recent projects that our audience might find interesting? Oh, well, right now we're actually uh, managing or collaborating with uh, 24 different universities on 24 different projects. So we have a lot going on here, and a lot of those projects have to do with cardiovascular disease. Uh, This is research that has spanned the last 30 years, uh, coming out of the low-fat craze where we started to recognize just how good peanut consumption was for the heart. We also have studies in uh, diabetes, and particularly peanut butter and how peanut butter can help help with diabetes management. Cancer research is another big one that peanuts fit into. Uh, Metabolic syndrome, this is probably a new word for our listeners, but it's a cluster of conditions that increases a person's risk for both cardiovascular disease and diabetes. And that is what I would call all of that, uh, that research that I just mentioned a while ago would fall into what we call the preventing disease bucket. And then we also have another bucket of research that looks at overall health and wellness. So, in other words, what if I don't have a chronic disease and I just want to be healthier? How can peanuts help me with that? So, we have research in areas of fitness as well as the gut microbiome or bacteria that lives within our gut. And then also brain health and cognition. That's a new space that we've been getting into as well. 
Well, uh, speaking of that, uh, I've heard you speak recently. Could you tell us a little more about the findings from the study at the University of Barcelona? Sure. That one's an exciting study that was just completed in uh, a couple months ago and published um, in a journal. But uh, the University of Barcelona study was a study on peanut and peanut butter consumption and cognition. This was a study uh, that ran from November 2019 to June 2020 with 63 healthy college students, and they were between the ages of 18 to 33 years. So these students uh, were instructed to consume either a handful of roasted peanuts or two tablespoons of peanut butter, or there was a control group that had a control butter that did not contain either of those two things. And what they were looking at was how peanuts and peanut butter can impact cognitive function and mental health. And what the researchers found by the end of the study was really interesting is that the students who consumed peanuts and peanut butter had lower anxiety scores, they also had improved short-term memory, and even lower depression scores were seen throughout the study population, especially as we talk about right now during the pandemic where we're seeing so much more uh, concern about mental health and cognition. We're seeing that just adding this small amount of peanuts to your diet each day or peanut butter can actually help with not only mental health processes, but also cognitive processes as well. Well, uh, from that study, can you explain a little more about the cognitive functions of immediate memory, executive function, and processing speed, and what that means for a college student or young adult? Sure. So, uh, again, so in that study, the cognitive functions, like you just said, those cognitive functions that were being looked at were things like immediate memory, executive function, and processing speed. So immediate memory is what we tend to call our working memory, our short-term memory. This is what really allows us to retain really important information in the short term so that we don't forget things that we're supposed to remember 30 seconds from now. And some of those examples would include things like holding a person's address in your mind while listening to instructions about how to get there or listening to a sequence of events in a story, for example. And then when we talk about executive function, these are the set of complex skills that our brain uses to help us set goals and plan and execute or complete a task. So things like organizing, planning, paying attention, starting tasks, and staying focused on them to completion. Many of us struggle mm -hmm. with procrastination, so executive function actually helps us, helps us to concentrate on a task, right? And then processing speed, this is sort of the time that it takes us to process and react to information. So when someone asks a question, how quickly can you actually process that and respond to that? And as I explained those functions, it's easy to see how these can be important for both students and professionals, and maybe those of us who are not students. Um, so having sharp memory, for example, can help you recall information. Executive function can help you carry out class projects that need organizing. And then having great processing speed can be really good if you have those timed exams. I know students might not be thinking about that right now, but coming up on midterms, they will. And so having peanuts and peanut butter during that time might be helpful. Uh, absolutely. And be helpful to me in my role as well. But right. uh, what is it in peanuts and peanut butter that delivers those benefits? 
Well, there are a few nutrients that we know of in both peanuts and peanut butter, and not just nutrients, but what we call polyphenols or antioxidants. These are fancy words for some chemicals that really do our bodies good. Some of these nutrients include, there's one called niacin. This is a B vitamin, and we've seen from previous research that adults who consume more niacin-containing foods in their diet actually have about a 70% reduced risk for Alzheimer's disease. We see the same thing with another vitamin, vitamin E. This is also one that helps to fight inflammation or damage that may uh, come to our brains and our bodies in general. And we've seen that that can help to delay cognitive decline as well. And peanuts are a good source of both niacin and vitamin E. When we talk about those antioxidants or those cool polyphenols that do our bodies good, there's one that's called resveratrol. This is what you find in red wine or the skin of red grapes. It's it's that active compound that has made those two things really popular these days. Well, peanuts actually contain resveratrol as well. And there's another one called P-cumeric acid. Uh, so the study I mentioned talked about maybe the mental health benefits from peanuts and peanut butter. And that is likely coming from, we're not for sure yet, but it seems like it's coming from this antioxidant called P-cumeric acid. This compound, interestingly enough, is able to target a specific neurotransmitter in the brain that helps to regulate our mood and decrease anxiety. So it's one of the reasons that we think we see some of the benefits that we do in peanuts and peanut butter. And you know what? I think there are so many other uh, compounds that we are just beginning to sort of scratch the surface on. So it'll be exciting to see what we're able to discover next about some of those benefits and the compounds in peanuts and peanut butter. Well, that's definitely very interesting. Uh, well, uh, let's take a brief pause for a, a message from our sponsor. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. Dr. Sterling, as we come back from the break, we were discussing the study at the University of Barcelona. Is this the first research that's identified the cognitive and stress reduction capabilities of peanuts and peanut butter? Well, I would say that this study is the first of its kind. Now, we've had other studies in the past that have looked at how, say, certain kinds of peanuts may be able to improve short-term memory or association studies, for example, where they found that uh, people who eat more peanuts and peanut butter tend to have better cognition. Uh, there was a 2017 study from the University of South Australia that showed improvements in short-term memory verbal fluency and processing speed when consuming peanuts. However, this study really is the first of its kind because it was done in healthy college students and included both peanuts and peanut butter. So most studies will examine people with underlying health conditions. And in those cases, it's a lot easier to identify the effects of a certain food. I mean, if you are sick, for example, it's a lot easier to see how a food can help you uh, feel better. 
But when you're trying sure. to look at the effects of a certain food in someone who's already healthy, it's really a lot harder to measure that. And the remarkable thing is that we were able to see that here in this study. I think another thing, this is also a first study that has been able to give us some insight into the why. So we've seen it happen, but why does it happen? And we were able to see that the cognitive and mental health benefits in peanuts and peanut butter may actually point right back to the polyphenols and the nutrients that they contain. Well, that's absolutely interesting. So uh, what about those of us who are a little older? Can peanuts and peanut butter still deliver benefits to those of us who are in our 40s and beyond? Yeah, and that's a good question. I think that one of the great things about having a healthy diet in general and eating healthy foods like peanuts and peanut butter is that those health benefits can tend to follow you throughout your life. So there was actually another study that was published earlier this year in the Journal of Prevention of Alzheimer's Disease, and that one found that adults 60 to 80 years of age who did not eat peanuts or peanut butter regularly were 30 to 50% more likely to do poorly on cognitive tests that were measuring learning, memory, language, and processing speed. There was also another study um, that was done in 2018 in adults 55 or older, and they showed that higher cognitive scores were associated with consuming just one serving of nuts each day. And this was associated with a 40% decreased likelihood of poor cognitive function. So what we see here is that, yes, from college students all the way for those who are not college students, healthy aging is really that message there. And how can we age gracefully and keep all of our uh, faculties intact, including our brain health? And we see that peanuts and peanut butter can help us do that. That's outstanding. Uh, do peanuts and peanut butter deliver other health benefits? And if so, what are those? Um, well, peanuts and peanut butter, uh, as I just, I'll just mention sort of the nutritional background of them here. Uh, so peanuts contain 19, more than 19 minerals and vitamins. Uh, it's a great source of protein, also has healthy fats. One of the great things about peanuts is that as a unique superfood, we see benefits in just a small amount of consumption. So we're talking about just one ounce per day. And those health benefits that we see from that is that peanuts contain more arginine than most foods, right? So even the studies that I was talking about with cardiovascular disease and diabetes, it points back to some of these nutrients like this arginine. Arginine is an amino acid that, that helps to relax our blood vessels. So what this does, in essence, is it provides a host of benefits uh, for many illnesses like heart disease and like cognition. And we also see that the polyphenols help when it comes on to protecting against certain cancers. And also, um, in the clinical setting, peanut butter sort of emerges as a star there because I think I sort of touched on this a little bit earlier, but it's really useful for helping to prevent and manage specifically type 2 diabetes. So these these nutrients are really powerful in just a small amount that you can eat each day. You know, our society is becoming more health conscious. And what about the fat in peanuts? Is that something to be concerned about? Yeah, and as we are becoming more health conscious, a lot of people do have that question about the fats, right? Because you're thinking, well, I don't want to, maybe I don't want to gain weight or I have weight loss goals, so don't I need to stay away from fat? 
Well, the good thing about peanuts is that over 70% of the fats that it contains is what we call the unsaturated fats. These are the kinds of fats that the American Heart Association recommends for reducing risk of heart disease. And over half of the total fats are the same kind of fats that you find in olive oil, which are beneficial for the body. And as we talk about maybe weight management and weight loss, one of the unique things about peanuts, too, is that about 18% of the calories that are in peanuts are actually not even absorbed in the body. So what that means is that when we eat them, we feel satisfied, but we don't actually get all the calories that we think we do. So that in turn helps with weight management. It helps you not to feel hungry throughout the day, and that can help us to keep our weight at the right place. Well, that's great. And what are some easy ways that we can incorporate peanuts and peanut butter into our diets? Well, um, I, there's a great resource, resource for that, and that can be found on the Peanut Institute's website. So that's www.peanutinstitute.com. When you talk about easy ways to incorporate both peanuts and peanut butter, on our website we have some great recipes that, are, that span a variety of dishes from savory to sweet, from breakfast to lunches. One of my personal favorite ways to incorporate peanuts and peanut butter is through Power Bowls. Power Bowls are becoming super popular, and that's because they're easy, they're quick to prepare, and then they're also super healthy. Power Bowls are great because you can mix and match as a family so that each person can create what they want. So basically all you need for a Power Bowl is a grain, a protein, vegetables, and a secret sauce. So one of my favorites is garbanzo beans um, and peanuts, which would be the proteins, both of those, quinoa, uh, and then roasted Brussels sprouts and sweet potato. And I like to use a Thai peanut sauce as the dressing for that. You sprinkle some chopped toasted peanuts, and that's just easy, simple, versatile, and a really tasty way to keep peanuts in your diet. Well, Dr. Sterling, we greatly appreciate the work that you're doing through your role at the Peanut Institute to to help us have a positive story to tell about the peanut and and its nutritional impact on our society. We appreciate the work you do, the work the Peanut Institute does, and uh, we certainly appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, thanks, Jacob. And and I think the one thing I'd like to leave with our audience today is this idea that small changes really can make a big difference. As we enter the new year, it's so easy to overwhelm ourselves with big resolutions. But the key that I always like to say is to start small and work your way from there. Day after day, what you can do is include a small handful of peanuts or two tablespoons of peanut butter in your diet each day. It's an easy way to make sure that we stay healthy and safe throughout the new year that's coming up. Well, that's great advice. Certainly appreciate you sharing that. Uh, As we close out, I did want to put in a plug for our Alabama-Florida Peanut Trade Show. It'll be held February 3rd in Dothan at the National Peanut Festival Fairgrounds. Registration will start at 8.30 a.m with a meal and program starting at noon. Hope to see a lot of our peanut farmers there. And to our audience, thank you for joining us for this week's AgCast. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. Well, welcome back to this week's wrap-up. 
Today, uh, you've got Mitt Walker with Alabama Farmers Federation's Government and Agricultural Programs Department, and we're bringing in a special guest from over in West Alabama today, Mr. Donnie Wedgeworth. Donnie serves as the General Manager for the Alabama Operations of Consolidated Catfish, and Donnie, thanks for hopping on with us for a minute today. Good afternoon, Mitt. So, Donnie, I wanted to kind of put you on the spot. We have uh, have heard from some folks that catfish is a little hard to find at times these days, and I, I guess it's kind of like other industries right now. Uh, it's kind of a combination of labor issues and supply chain issues and maybe some other complicating factors. Um, what would you tell our folks that are out there looking for good old U.S. farm-raised catfish? Well, first, uh, thanks to all our local customers, loyal customers for buying our fish, the U.S. farm-raised catfish. We do appreciate uh, them because without them, we wouldn't be here. Uh, and, I, and I would add, uh, keep the faith. Uh, we hope the, the end is coming on, on these situations. Uh, we would po- do apologize for any interruptions we've had. Met, uh, you know, we've got our live fish supply in place, thanks to our, our loyal growers. Uh, we, we've been able to procure supplies and packaging, things like that, that we need. But but the labor, we're having so much trouble with labor, getting the fish actually through the plants. Yeah, and it's it's certainly not a, a an issue that's unique to catfish. We, we hear it from other sectors. Um, when you look nationally, I think, you know, the beef industry has been impacted to some degree, the poultry industry here, and um, just trying to work through those challenges. But we know that you guys, you know, from our farmers that are working every day to, to raise the fish and, and, and get them to you, and you're doing everything you can to make sure that we're getting a good, wholesome, safe product out to the consumers. And really, you know, just wanted to kind of give them some reassurances that, that y'all are doing everything you can to make sure they can continue to enjoy that product. But we are met. We've increased our efforts uh, in recruitment and retention of employees. We're looking at mechanization. We're looking at maybe different product, more efficient uh, product forms. Uh, we, we're working real hard and diligently at this problem. Yeah. Well, we we really appreciate what you guys are doing from the farmer side of things, and I know the customers out there do too. And Donnie, we appreciate you taking a, a few minutes to visit with us. I know you've got a, a busy day ahead, so um, thanks for hopping on and. Um, you want to give a little little plug on on U.S. farm raised catfish? We'll wrap up with that. Well, thank you, Mitt, for have, having us today. And uh, as I said earlier, keep the faith and always make sure it's nothing but U.S. farm raised catfish. All right, well, Donnie, we appreciate it. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon, buddy. Thank you, Mitt. Thanks. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama Ag Credit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.